everybody. Welcome to Albion Obsessed, episode number 13. We are here with Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi, guys. How's it going? We are here with Curtis. Yep. Yep, yep. We, we definitely <laughs> are. And his wonderful shirt as well. Um, and we are also joined um, by Tom's twin, it seems. Um, <laughs> we're joined by Cam. Uh, so, hello, Cam. Uh, everyone hello. know you as Groundhopper Cam on Twitter. Yes. Um, I follow your um, journey across the footballing world, uh, and it's great to see. Um, and I want to ask you a little bit about that as well, in terms of like the best atmospheres you've seen and the best grounds you've been to. So, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. Um, awesome. Guys, we're on the back of a little bit of a disappointed evening yesterday. Don't know what you're um, talking about. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. No, no, no. Especially for the referee, he didn't seem to quite know what the hell he was doing or um, yeah. know how to use tape. But hey, whatever. I was shouting at the television. I was like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> it was just baffling, like just watching it happen. It was yeah. crazy. It was, a, it was like one of those moments where you're just like, "Is this real life?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was down in the corner where um, Trinsau and Podence were just like kicking the ball. Like oh, one another, oh yeah. uh, for like 10 minutes it was quite uh, quite funny um but yeah we'll get into the football in a minute um obviously yeah as i say cam welcome uh to your first appearance on albion obsessed um you. you you've you've been about a bit in the footballing world uh as i say uh so we'll just touch on that first um i just want to go sort of touching your albion um history really when did you start supporting the club i've kind of always been a fan since I was a kid, but my first game was in 2006, I believe, at the Withdean. It was like the most Brighton first game to go to. It was against Crew, if I remember rightly. <laughs> we lost 4 1, and Kerry Mayer got sent off before half time. <laughs> so it was like literally the most Brighton match to happen. Sounds about right. Since then, I just kind of went to games. If it went could, particularly more in the Amex era, I will concede. Um, it was just a mixture of you know being too kind of too young to yeah. go to the Wib Dean a huge man. I was, I was too young definitely to go to the Goldstone. I think I was like five yeah. when that shot, unfortunately. I never got to go. Right. Um, um but yeah, I've been in season two cold since 2015 now in the north. So um very cool. Yeah, that's kind of a rough history. Nice one. Issue. You're about to gain one more in the north. I'm moving there for the uh from the Palace game. Oh, um, are you? I, yeah, I used to sit in the southwest corner. Um, it's getting pretty rubbish there, to be honest. You get loads of away fans and day trippers, mm. and you you got the away fans right next to you, and it's just yeah, not a very nice atmosphere. So, um, contacted the club, and they happily moved me, which was really really good of them. Um, what's the what's the best Albion game you've been to? Because you know, for everyone I know, you've you've been to a good few. <laughs> oh, that's that's tough. Oh my god, there's so many. Um, oh my gosh, like the 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 Wigan game when we got promoted is is definitely up there just for the occasion of it. Really, yeah. it was it was a fantastic occasion. Um, I will also say the Man City game. Um, at the end of yes. last season, like the first yeah, game back. Tough. Yeah, like it was. Even though there was like 10,000 10, in the Amex, it was an amazing atmosphere and it was just such a... Yeah, it looked electric. Really, it really did. Like, it really was. It was, it was a fantastic atmosphere. And I think, honestly, if the crowd hadn't been there, we probably wouldn't have won that. Um, yeah. And it was, it, was just, it was just nice to see, you know, friends again that I hadn't seen in months. And yeah. That's yeah, exactly kind of what that. it's all about for me. And then, um, so that's definitely up there. 
yeah definitely yeah we touched on that on our last podcast as well um i reminisced about it um and uh, tom took us back to the the days of the the not not an in forest last minute winner uh with oh, Ujoa, gosh, yeah. So, yeah that was that was quite fun um so yeah as i say you, you've you've been to a fair few grounds um so what's the best footballing sort of um vibe you've had in like a, a city you've been to and um, what's the best atmosphere you've witnessed oh um hmm. i'd probably say best atmosphere um i was very very lucky just before covid to go to milan for the milan derby Ooh. um oh, so yeah the san siro is it was a stadium on my list since i was a kid to go to and yeah. obviously they're getting rid of it so i was like i have to make this trip and luckily got tickets to that and that was just it was an amazing game and it was just an amazing atmosphere and that is definitely like right up there. It's, it's quite yeah. a big footballing city, but I think in terms of actual city, having like the biggest kind of footballing vibe, yeah. I'd probably say Barcelona is quite high up there because everyone is in Barcelona. Obviously, when Messi was there as well, mm. in particular, like that's that it was just football crazy there, and maybe just crazy for Messi. I don't know, but definitely the. <laughs> The, the actual football club is, is just massive in that city. So I think that is probably very high up there as well in terms of yeah. the actual city of that experience. When I went to the new camp in the museum, I don't know if you went into the museum, but they've got like a whole shrine to Messi in there. I don't know <laughs> if it's still there because obviously he's left, but um, yeah. yeah, that that was magical to see. I didn't unfortunately go to a game. Um, mm. I just went for the, like the tour. Um, but the stadium's incredible. Um, incredible. With, with the Milan derby, whose home game was it? Because I know they like share it. I think it was Inter. I'm fairly certain of it. So where I was sitting, I think that was pretty much like the touristy area. And we were kind of above the AC Milan fans. Um, okay. And they went like 2-0 up. And so that was quite a atmosphere. They're letting off like flares and stuff. Like right, right beneath <laughs> us. And, Decent. And then, yeah, they came, Inter came back to win. It was just... It was an it was an excellent game. It was just that's mad. Everything I hoped for with going to the San Siro when you want to tick off a ground, you know, that's the top of your list. You kind of want it to be the best possible experience, and it was. So Definitely. highly recommend. Have, have you been to many like international games, or do you just stick to like visiting each clubs in in different countries? Um, I, I've been to England games here, but not kind of anywhere else um Fair enough. yeah when i tend to go like i like to travel around europe and try to catch a game in the city um that i'm on holiday and perhaps we'll do a purpose football trip you know when when travel is, is a yeah. thing yeah <laughs> um yeah. so yeah it's been mainly england games here but unfortunately not not any abroad fair enough and when travel is allowed what is what's on the top of your list Dortmund. Good shout. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 See the yellow wall. Yeah. Definitely. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's replaced the San Siro as like my number one kind of oh, ground okay. to go I was to. actually going to ask you that. I was going to say, what's the next, you know, the next yeah. thing yeah. you want to do? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Dortmund. I'd love to go to like, there's a lot more further afield, but Boca Juniors in Argentina as well, because yeah. that, that also has a massive reputation for that's a great crazy. atmosphere. Yeah. But that that'd be slightly more difficult, I think. So I think I think Dortmund hopefully next. Um that's that's definitely high on the list. And I love going to Germany. It's um it's very cheap over there for football. Um, yeah, I'd I'd love to go to Germany. It looks like a great place. Sorry, Tom Gorn. No, I was just saying that's quite refreshing. Football cheap. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they aren't in the same sentence, are they? I think I saw the buy-in ticket season tickets were like 150 euros or something ridiculous. Really? That's that that might be that might be from way back, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure if that's accurate. Mm. But yeah, as you say, it is quite cheap over there. Um, Have you? What one place I'd love to go is um, Ajax. Have you been there? I've been on a, a stadium tour there. Um, but yeah, again, that's an, that's another one, kind of in the top five of places I'd like to go visit. So yeah, I, I would definitely like to go go there. The stadium itself is is quite impressive. Um, yeah, yeah, did a stadium tour a few years ago. Oh, amazing! Fair mm-hmm. enough. Quite historic with a, a rather historic name on there. Um, yeah. Being taken over by the Pascal Gross turn though. Um, <laughs> so, <you know>. Indeed. <laughs> Can we just say their third kit this season, the Bob Marley one? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> they do good kits. They, they do, do good really kits. good kits, to be really fair to them. Um, you're quite the shirt collector as well, I think. Um, if, I if am, yes. Mistaken. I've seen quite a few you, shirts. You beat on... me to the question, Joe. You beat me to the question. Uh, sorry, Curtis. <laughs> That's sorry, right. mate. Um, so what, what's one, I don't know if you want to answer this, but what's your most expensive shirt and what's your favourite shirt that you own? Oh, gosh. Um, Can I just add as well, yeah. what's your most obscure? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I have, I have a lot. I'm not going to lie. I do have a lot. Like, not as much as some people I know. Some people have, like, hundreds, and I, I don't have that much. But I think probably the most expensive, I have a, a retro Brighton one, which is I wear to most, most games now, and it's, I think, the 93... 94 shirt and i think that is probably the most expensive just because of how old it is and how rare it was is that the one with the red badge on it no no it's um it's cut it's got the stripes but they're quite thick stripes and they have like um blue sleeves with like stars on you like very very oh, okay. light stars it's oh, yeah it's, it's a really nice shirt and it's a button-up as well and i like the button-up ones cool um, ah cool so yeah that's probably the most expensive i'd say just because of the rarity of it um it was quite difficult to come across um so yeah that's up there favorite shirt i think i have to say what tom said is probably the bob marley one i have i have that shirt um and that, <laughs> have you i do have it yeah <laughs> I I, i've tried to get it for months i love it it's so it's it's so nice and it's so comfortable as well because it's not like this kind of fabric it's um it's a much softer fabric okay it's cool. just it's just super comfortable so i'd probably say that and obscure shirt mm. I have an Atletico um, Nacional shirt, which is a club in Colombia. That's probably oh. my most obscure, to be honest. Oh, oh fair enough. <laughs> um, just off the top of my head. But yeah, no, that's probably the most obscure one I think yeah, I have you, in my collection. You mentioned with the, the fabric of football shirts, I feel like they're going towards the whole slim fit thing with like mm. most football shirts now, which for me really sucks um, because... <laughs> you know it, it's it's not ideal at all um and i had to get extra large in this year's brighton shirt just to make it feel comfortable um so i'm hoping they go the other way because like all of my old shirts like the ones behind me are like really baggy and stuff um so yeah hopefully they it would be nice to soon come away from nike and uh, yeah i'm a huge fan of their shirts to be honest it always seems a bit uh, cut and paste yeah mm. yeah I mean, this yeah. shirt is beautiful. I love it. Sorry, um, same. I love this one. I can't remember what club I was watching the other day, but they had basically the same shirt as us as a home shirt, but it was white. Hmm. I, I can't remember what club it was, but 
Um, yeah, as you say, Nike are a little bit template city, really. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to go away from it. And I- I'd like to see Adidas again. Uh, obviously, yeah. we had them mm. way back in the, the 80s, 80s. So that might be quite nice. And they yeah. can do yeah, like a throwback cool. to the FA Cup shirt. That would be really cool. That would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Some uh, of those Adidas shirts are so nice back in the day. Yeah. Like, oh, it would be great if they did like a real I love the red, the red Phoenix brewery one. That's yeah. really, really nice. Ooh, yeah, yeah, nice. I know. Yeah, that that's quite amazing. rare, isn't it? Really rare. I know, like, this company, like, made them. Um, yeah. I like, knock off. And, uh, oh, have you? W- was you part of the crew that were like, why have they got suspended on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, it's we, funny. It was, know they did. I, got, I got one from them. Yeah, I got yeah. one from them as well. Yeah, they kind oh, of didn't. Man. You didn't hear it. I don't know if it was the same with you and Curtis, but they just didn't say anything for ages, and um, they put weird. their account on private, so everyone yeah. was a little bit freaked yeah. out. Like, oh my the god, the shirt just scammed. arrived. The shirt just yeah. arrived one day, and I was like, oh, I've got to tag them in this, like to say thanks or whatever. Uh, and then they just completely disappeared off of everything. I was yeah. like, what the, where, where have they gone? It's, it's, it was very weird. It was it was just strange. I mean, I yeah, I got ended up getting my shirt, and I think yeah, most most people got theirs. Yeah, but yeah, they mm-hmm. like completely disappeared now. So. I think people are, are angling it towards maybe either Adidas or the club. Yeah, I was um, thinking it might be copyright thing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah it so, wouldn't surprise so. me. You guys are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Very lucky to have those. You might um, get one. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, um, let's talk Brighton and Hove Albion then. Um, I, we, we have to. I'm really sorry. It, it's a, it's a <laughs> bloody hell, Joe. I know, I know. Um you know, it's been a really weird week. I think, obviously, le- leading up to this game, there's been so many thoughts on who's going to start, who's out with COVID, who's kind of gone back from injury. It just doesn't seem very transparent at the moment. Um, and mm. then I, th- I really feel like the the lineup surprised quite a few people. Yeah, um, and it was yeah. stronger than expected. Um, and for me, yesterday felt a little bit like an FA Cup game. I don't know about mm. you guys, but yeah. it, the feeling around the ground, it was just, yeah, it just didn't feel like a Premier League game at all. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom, you, you watched it and had a, a few um, issues going on at home as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so whilst... around. My <laughs> wife decided that she'd like to set the kitchen on fire. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Pretty standard. That's, that's a bit selfish of her, Tom. I know, right? <laughs> just, I think... I think she was being kind. She wanted to distract me from yeah. the awful things that were happening on the telly. Definitely. Yeah. So, but no, I did have a welcome distraction from our second half. Um, I was surprised by the lineup, but I was more surprised about the change in system. I was hoping that Hayden Roberts would start and we'd stick with the back three, four in midfield, and then three up top. Um, we went with a four-two-three-one-ish. Um, mm. I just don't think it worked. I think our strength is our wing backs, and mm. to be fair, Wolves did a good job of keeping Kukurea especially yeah. quite contained. Yeah. But we nullified Lamptey's main strength um, by putting him in a back four. So yeah. it wasn't the eleven I would have picked, but you know hindsight's a wonderful thing and obviously the context of the injuries the covid it was about as strong as we could have gone mm. yeah I um, think so. but i think wolves are just so well organized you've got to remember that wolves held liverpool for 95 minutes they only conceded one against man city which was a penalty 
Yeah. Um, it was always going to be tough to break them down. We couldn't just walk it in. Um, so, unfortunately, it wasn't very surprising that we didn't manage to get a goal when we're missing our best striker um, and the man who really makes us tick in Neil Mope. Yeah. So, disappointing. But as soon as Wolves scored, I pretty much knew what was going to happen because, as I say, we couldn't just do our ponderous, slow build-up again and again and again, hoping that we'd break them down. It just wouldn't work. Mm. Um, and it didn't. No, exactly. Um, Curtis, we were quite heavy on the group chat. and Things were flying left, uh, left, right and centre on there. Yep. Um you weren't too happy watching the game for sure. Uh, well, I don't think anyone, any of us were. What was your views on the game? And yeah, where, where do you think our current problems lying except for the injuries? I mean, I mean, I feel like a broken record at this point to say striker, 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 but it just mm. seemed to be our main option is, is mm. attacking. And, um, you know, looking at the initial lineup, I was like, you know, I'm, that's not bad on paper. I was like, that's, that's, that's okay. You know, I thought uh, it's interesting. Uh, I was, I was hoping Aaron Connolly would have a good game. I was, I was, I, I'm tired of giving him the benefit of the doubt at this point. By the way, so mm. I was like, I feel sorry for him. He doesn't get enough game time, and then he does that, and I'm like, oh, I wonder why he doesn't get the game time. And he apparently has a bad attitude and everything else. So mm. it's just, and you know, the Enoch Wepu misses and stuff like that, and then the goal happened, and I was just like, okay, all right, this this is going the way I thought it would go. I actually predicted. I was sat with my brother and I said, I'm thinking it's going to be a 1-0 loss. I can just feel it. And you're mm. right. It didn't feel like a Premier League game to me. It just I went in and it was just like the crowd was, to me, it sounded dead. Yeah. I just heard Wolves fans throughout the entirety of the, of the game. I didn't hear. I just heard about 70th minute, like Albion, Albion. And that's all I heard. <laughs> Do you think that was a beautiful the... rendition? Thank you. <laughs> do you think that last night, because of COVID, do you think the club's attitude towards ticket swapping, they have to be a £25 paid member, do you think that's probably impacted the lack of atmosphere? Or yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. And mm. I, I really sadly feel like football is going towards another pause. I hate yeah. to say it, um, but yeah, it's it's really. Listen, scary. I don't want that um, to happen, but I think no, it absolutely should. It should. It, it should happen. People, as yeah. as you said, Curtis. Maybe people were scared to come. Maybe people. Well, people definitely couldn't pass their tickets on to other people. Um, yeah, um, in, in the past, it would be so easy because uh, yesterday I had to go by myself. Luckily, met up with a guy called Jack who follows us on Twitter. Uh, lovely guy. Um, Hello, Jack. Hi. Hi. Hi, Jack. Um, but uh, yeah, I normally go with my mum uh, and my foster sister. Um, and yeah, normally she would have picked one of her friends to come and I would have met up with them and we would have had a great time. And um, yeah, it's just impossible. I when when I uh, went on holiday, put my ticket up for exchange uh, for, for the Leeds game, um, didn't get bought. So you know, that's that's already there three empty seats because hmm. we. All three of us didn't go. It should, they should um, make it a lot easier, definitely, to, to do yeah. this. Definitely. But I wonder how easy it is for them, like, officially to, to try and make that easier. Because, obviously, they've got so many COVID regulations to get yeah. through. And yeah. um, I was going to say, what with the, the whole new sort of COVID passports you need to get into the ground and everything else? And 
Yeah. Not everyone's going to have those as well. So, no. or make the yeah. effort to even get them. So, yeah. maybe just reduce the price of the the ticket sharing thing. That might yeah. help. If if it was ten pounds, I'd be well up for giving my ticket to someone. I'd say to them, "You pay me five. I'll pay you. Um, I'll pay five for you." There you go. You get to go to a Premier League football match for a fiver. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there are things that can be done. Um, Cam, you sit in the North Stand, as you said at the start. Uh, what was your view of the game? Uh, obviously, you had quite a good but unfortunate view of the goal. Um, awful defending. Uh, yeah, what was going on down that end? Um, to be honest, I didn't go last night. Um, oh, no. So as you kind of touched upon, I just with just with COVID at the moment and the yeah. fact that it's Christmas just around the corner, I just wasn't willing to risk, you know, getting ill. Um, so that was my reasoning for not going, which I think a lot of people would be in the same boat as me. Like I think I, I saw a lot of that last night and today on Twitter. Um, yeah. But what I watched it at home and um, yeah, I thought first half we were okay. Like I thought we, you know, it's kind of typical Albion dominate possession and we concede and. Unfortunately, Moenpia missed that that glorious chance. I don't know. I don't know how, but <laughs> like, literally a yard out. But um, yeah, and then in the second half, it just it just went downhill really badly. Yeah. Like I, I, we just str- struggled to do the basics really. Like we couldn't mm. seem to string like two passes together. Mm. It was just yeah. There was yeah. a ton of torrent of errant passing, which was yeah. really really getting to me actually. Considering yeah. we're a passing yeah. team, that's becoming a worrying little habit. Yeah. I just hate how cheap we are in possession. Um not obviously with the passes they get intercepted all the time uh, and then we get caught on the on the break watching Dan Byrne chase after Adama Troyore was <laughs> extremely terrifying and, and him making um, a short pass to Sanchez. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I was like oh god. It's yeah. just decision the decision making seems really Mm. Poor. I don't know if it's a confidence thing because that can affect decision making tenfold. Mm. Um, but it's just like even with Trossard, like he had, he had a good I few chances to burst I into the box. Saw him last night, to be and honest. he was he was trying skill moves here, skill moves there, pirouettes to try and get away from defenders. When it's just have a pop, Trossard. Like you, mm. you've you've got the technique, you've got the ability yeah. to blast it past the goalkeeper. When that he range. doesn't think about it so much, he usually does quite well. Yeah. With- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, things That's like true. that. So I think maybe the, the the role that he's been given a bit too much pressure on him at the moment to, to lead the line. Um yeah, you know, as as we say when, when Neil Moore pays in the side, uh we're we're a completely different team. Uh we, we lacked that fight and, and the energy up front. Yeah. Um we just move on to Aaron Connolly, whose work rate was absolutely disgusting. It was disgraceful. You do not like I, I'm. I, I've put, paid so much money towards this football club. You guys have as well. Yeah. I do not pay my money to go and watch someone pull on my football club shirt, our football club shirt, to put in a performance like that in the Premier League. I know Aaron wanted us to talk about it. Um, Aaron was quite brutal in the group chat and said yeah. he's not even League One level. Um, Maybe I don't know. We we haven't seen him at that level for a long time. But as I say, it's absolutely disgraceful to to come onto a football pitch and just. Thing is, he's clearly frustrated because he puts stuff out on social media like no context stuff, and like yeah. you'd think like he gets an opportunity to to play, you know, get start, you know, you'd think he would really just 
go for it. And like I barely saw him <laughs> in that first half. Like to be fair to him, yeah. he didn't have much to work on. No, you're right as well. But, but I think yeah. it was for me how he walked off the pitch oh, when we're gosh, chasing yeah. an equalizer. He's think, boy, get off that pitch. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. As as I say, it is it is disgraceful. Um he's being paid a lot of money. Um and he, you know, what, what does what does Graham Potter see in him? Is it is it because he's the only other option we have? I think so. I don't know. I think it's essentially we have a lack of depth in that position, and we have yeah. done for a long time. Yeah. And I think if we had any sort of depth, he'd be out. He'd be out on loan, or the club would have sold him by now. Yeah. I think he needs a loan. I've yeah, been saying, I've been saying, saying I've been saying since last season. I think he he honestly needs a loan away at a Championship club. Mm. You know, yep. get actual game time in, get some confidence back up because he's not going to get out with us right now. Yeah. The way he's playing, like he's he's, tell he's, he's sure of confidence. Mm. Um, How old is he? Twenty one. Yeah, he's very he's young. Yeah. He's a young lad. He's got his whole career ahead of him, but if he's not careful, he'll go down the same road as like Side Berhino. And he'll just mm. evaporate into obscurity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it is a really sorry, Tom, go on. I was just say just to echo what's already been said, he needs regular game time and he needs to build his confidence back up. And as I've said before, he needs to grow as a player and as a human. So Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think maybe us as fans, obviously, we we hold some kind of responsibility in not hammering too much. Yeah. Um, obviously, we we can have our say because you know we we pay our money to to the football club and and essentially play, pay some of the players' wages uh, with with what we pay. Um, so we we maybe have to be careful, but also um, he has to be really careful because, or the club have to be careful in protecting him because it it could turn really toxic. Um, and could be one of the reasons that he he might even turn around and say, oh, I'm not going to play football anymore or something like that. As we say, he's, he's a really young lad. Um, he's got a lot to learn. Um, yeah. Alone, maybe, yes, would benefit him. In my opinion, I think we should just... He he, he needs a new start. Um, he, he needs to go somewhere that he's, he's going to be um, the main man, really, because I, I, I feel like that's what he wants. Yeah. Uh, maybe what whether he'll get that at this age, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like well, we yeah. as a club need to to get rid and yeah. and he would do he would do wonders for for a new start. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah um, but um, yeah, uh, Cam, you touched on and Wepu's one yard miss um, that was right in front of me. Um, I was literally on the goal line in the west. Um, what did you do, when, Joe, when that happened? Were you like, I don't, I, I don't even know. I really don't. <laughs> I, I probably said some things. Um, I hit the chair in front of me. Um, apologies to the man that was sat in front of yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just couldn't believe what I'd just seen. Um, Jack had just gone to the toilet, uh, so he missed it. Um, and I was sat there in utter disbelief because Wolves had just scored and we missed a chance to equalise two minutes later. So, yeah, not great. <laughs> Familiar story, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's really, really annoying. I feel like the players may be trying a bit too hard 
as yeah. I say, like, well, I said it's a met multiple people that have asked me about the game because uh, you know, as, as you guys have touched on, a lot of people didn't go. Um, I felt like it would have been harder to miss that chance. Um, he could have just stood there and let it hit him, to be honest, because the keeper had parried it out to him. All he needed to do was poke it. Yeah, to be fair, it did come at him quite quickly, uh, but you would think he would be ready for that ball to come at him, especially mm-hmm. if he's been given the job to wait around the keeper for a ricochet. Um, yeah. You would have thought he'd be a bit more ready, but who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, um, that game, massive disappointment. Um, we've got United next, guys, and... That's well, that's been it's been called yeah. off, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then, yeah, so we're not going to play a game for now 10 days again. Yeah. Before um, we move on, I actually did want to say there's something else I have noticed that's got really bad for us, and that's set pieces. Um, oh, yesterday uh, was awful. Yeah. So, like, because that used to be something that we would be quite good at. You know, we would have, like, that aerial threat from, like, Duffy and Junk and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just now, like, I was watching them watching the corners and stuff yesterday. I was like, who is that going to? Like, what's the plan? I don't, I don't see this. What's going on here? It was mad that we had someone on set pieces. Who's probably one of our most dangerous players from set pieces, Mm. like Mm. in terms of being in the box. And after the second, I think it was corner hit the first man. You think, get him off the corners. (laughs) He was on the next one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We were just lacking. Sorry so to bring it up, but it's true. I Jacob love Jakob Moda. Moda. I love him, yeah. but he just—I was just like, please take him off set pieces. Like he's, he's it's not going well yeah. tonight. Just no. please put yeah. someone else in it. I mean, we'd use Jeff pass, pass off Gross on there, wouldn't we? But unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. he wasn't playing. And for someone time. who's like no. seven billion feet tall, Dan Bird <laughs> wins nothing in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I say this all the time. I was like, why isn't he getting his head to this? Like. Yeah. Don't know. He's probably afraid of being offside. I know when in his first season when he started for us, yeah, he had maybe three goals ruled offside. Um, yeah, that's true. I would have the city goal though. He tripped over himself, but he scored it. So as I yeah. said, as I said on the podcast when I was reminiscing about it, that was the most Dan Burn moment you could ever it get, um, yeah. and uh, I loved to see it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Jakob Moda came out in an interview afterwards. He was very honest. Um, admitted that it definitely wasn't his best performance and wasn't the best performance from the team at all. Um, the, the really frustrating is uh, thing is they they know what they need to do, they know what they need to change, uh, but nothing seems to give. So, come January, Tom, well, you know, is it just the striker we need? Is it, or, or do we need someone like a Anthony Knockart or a, a Jose Izquierdo uh, type player to? come off the bench and have the ability to change something. Yeah, you need that player who can come off the bench and change the game and get the fans excited. You definitely need that. But I think... I know we bang on about a striker. We do, all of us. But Potter's been saying for a season and a half, he wants to train the players, get the best out of them, get them scoring more. But that's not happening. That's not materialising. So... You know, Albert Einstein famously said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results. And that's what we're doing. Um, I I want to touch upon a tweet from Chloe, British tea hater, because I think she nailed it on the head. 
we miss Welbeck, not necessarily because he's an amazing player, but that front three of Trossard, Welbeck and Mopé just gave us so much up it top. Yeah. And since Welbeck's gone injured, we we don't have the depth in that position. So we're packing the midfield with players that aren't really scoring from midfield. And I get that we need the midfielders to chip in more, but we need a player to play alongside Mopé and get the best out of him. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so definitely. the top of my wish list is another striker. And whether that's, you know, Ben Brereton Diaz or Chris Wood or someone from Europe. If I hear Darwin Nunes again, I'm going to just lose my <laughs> mind, by the way, because... Oh, oh that saga is just... That will cost us... That'll cost us a good if if we did ever pull that deal off, it would cost us a good sixty million. Yeah. Um, you know, he's in great form. No, no, he's no. in great form yeah. for Benfica. He's playing Champions League football. Yeah. Um, he's one of the, you know, most uh, looked at up and coming uh, young I just, players. I don't think he wants to come, period. No, that's no. no. So blame and that's fine, you know, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, why if he doesn't want to time? come to the club, then why bother move on. Him? Just move on. But yeah. there's Another plenty target. of players out there. Who could do a job? Yeah. And I mean, like, like who, Tom? Who would, you, who would you want to get in, Tom? If you could choose someone right now? Well, I've already said Chris Wood. I don't think he'd break the bank. Um, the age would probably be a stumbling block because uh, we like to sign them quite young. Um, so, for me, I would go for Ben Brereton Diaz. He's played in the yeah. young, the under 18s in England, so there might be a bit of a link uh, with um, what's his facey, Ashworth. Thank you. Um, So I think there's a possibility there that we could go in for someone like that, but it'd cost about 20 mil. And would he be Premier League quality? I don't know. Um, Hard to say. Another one, uh, Dominic Solanke, maybe. Again, expensive. Bournemouth are up Mm. there. So probably not. And again, I don't think he's Premier League ready, but is he better than Aaron Connolly and Jurgen Lacardia? Yeah. Oh, Jürgen Lacardia. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, but is is that really the level that we need to be looking at? And not not so much Dominic Solanke. I mean, getting better than Aaron Connolly or Jürgen no. Lacardia. We do need to get a proven Premier League striker. Yeah. But the chances of that happening within our wage structure is unlikely. Mm. So that's why we shop around Europe and we often get duds. Because I notice we don't do loans much, do we? We don't. We don't. Like a loan and not anymore, no. No, there's like Deli Alley might be out on loan in January. You know, I don't necessarily think we need another midfielder, but he's a goal scoring midfielder who could yeah. do a job. A threat, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly Div Kokorigi is one as well. Um, I don't rate him much, but. We need I mean, something. He, he's, he steps up to the plate when Liverpool need it most. He's yeah. done it on numerous occasions. He's uh, and Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so get him in. <laughs> um, yeah. But that, that's the sort of um, attitude you need that we, we need to be looking at is someone that can take that pressure and step up to the plate when all the pressure's on. You know, he, he done it in the Champions League final. He did it. Um, against Everton one time, I think um, he's a pr- he's a proper like proper shit house, you know, like the seventieth, like eightieth yes. minute, he just comes yeah. in and scores that that really important necessary goal, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, like 
I love Neil for that, but like we need someone who's a bit more, you know. We need yeah. depth. Yeah, depth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Depth. More depth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um at the start of the season I remember saying, Oh, we'll be all right for centre backs this year, won't we? Um <laughs> yeah. that turned out well, didn't it? Um but, yeah, I think even our one of our under twenty threes got injured, didn't he? Um yeah. against Sanugi? Liverpool under is that how you pronounce his name? Uh Songi, I think it Songi. is. And he yeah, looked decent sure. when he was in the cup yeah. game against Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, really good. Oh, that's a shame. I felt very sorry mm. for Jeremy Sarmiento though. Like oh, yeah. That was, oh, that was gutting. Yeah. He's I that kind of player that can come off yesterday the bench. as well. Definitely. Yeah. 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 As I say, um, Sarmiento is that sort of player that can come off the bench and, and really yeah. excite fans. He, he's done it a few times and he's got that lo- low centre of gravity. He's not afraid. It, it'd take anyone on. Um, and that's the attitude that, that you love to see. Um, yeah. yeah. And you touched on Ferguson. Yeah. Um, I think I would have actually rather have seen him. Um Starting ahead of Connolly, um, I feel like obviously he's had a great season for the under 23s. His confidence will be right up there, and he'll be itching to play a Premier League football game. Um, so it would be nice to see him against Brentford, hopefully. Yeah. Um, especially if this COVID thing goes any further. Um, as I say, I, I really do think football's going to get stopped. Um, hopefully, probably. not, but. Uh, as you say, Curtis, is probably the smartest thing to do at the moment. I feel like it should happen. Mm. You know, I feel like just for the safety of the players and the fans um, and everyone just involved, I just I just think it would probably be a good idea. You know, because mm. like, yeah. really, really in the grand scheme of it, football really isn't that important. You know, like as long as you're well and, and everything, I think that's all that really matters in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't want to touch on um, the the jab situation too much because i know it divides opinion massively um but i saw a tweet that said we've we've had three jabs into our arms yet we are back to march 2020 um Mm. which is like what's 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 going on yeah we just gotta just go along with it and the quicker that we all you know adhere to the necessary things we can get back to normal um you know, times hopefully, you know. Yeah, I think the the thing for most people is that obviously, you know, well, I, I certainly have you guys, I'm sure you have because you, you're not um irresponsible people, I don't think. Um, but I, I've done everything I, I can, um, and and stuck to everything possible. Um, yeah. well, and it's, to, it's just that so... frustration, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. Mm. just that frustration if... where you've done everything. I wonder if this might see us move towards a winter break, a bit like Europe, like in terms of football Maybe. going yeah. forward, because obviously winter is always going to be the worst time for illness. So maybe the Premier League might finally, you know, think a winter break, two weeks and see what Yeah, happens. I feel like the players will benefit from that as well. And we'll see an increase of the quality of football. Um, so, because so many players get burnt out. So many players have to yep, go off for injury. Yeah, you're going to be happy for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things to ponder. So what, what do but... we think maybe about games being played behind closed doors again? Something like that. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I, will, I don't, I, I I don't, don't know. want it to happen. But... No, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. I can see, I, I hate to say it, like I can definitely see a break in football coming up with all of these postponements going on. And I think that probably is the right thing to do mm-hmm. um, as well as much as I don't like, like, I wouldn't want it to happen. But 
and I think that's probably my opinion on you know stadiums maybe being shut again. Like it, I can see it happening, unfortunately, if things carry yeah. on the way that they are. Um, but I would have wanted it to happen. Like I missed missed not going to games for you know eighteen months. It was it was horrible. Yeah. Um, I was hoping because yeah. I mean like Cam, I don't know if you know, I've never been to a Brighton game before. Just due to like many reasons and I was yeah. hoping to go this year and I was like oh you know it's going to be going to be exciting and what with everything just going the way it's going again it's mm. just like it makes me really anxious and really worried and I've got a really bad immune system uh, and so is my dad so I have to be yeah. very 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 careful about what I do and mm. and who I'm around so mm. yeah it's just yeah. tricky. Fair enough. Yeah. Just one of those situations. Yeah. Um, I feel like it yeah, as you say, Kurt, it's about closing, you know, behind the closed doors games. Um the, the thing is that the situation doesn't change. No. Uh, because no. it's it's football clubs getting hit with COVID. Um it, it's players not being available. Um, so I it, it would have to be like a two week circuit break where all footballers have to stay in for 14 days or something like that and then come back to training. They'll probably have to then have maybe two weeks training before they're back up to uh, some kind of match fitness and then restart. So we're looking at minimum a month break uh, until football can even come back to behind the closed doors. But um, with, with with this thing, it's changing all the time. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know what's going to be said next week. We don't know what's happening for Christmas. We don't know what's going on for anything, really. So, yeah. you know, next week we could be told, uh, everything's fine. Go back to doing what you what you were. Take your masks off again. You know, it, it could go one of two ways. I mean, the only, the only silver lining to a postponement is it allows some of our, you know, ill players yeah. to get a bit better, yeah. you know. Because I heard that, you know, as I say, like Welbeck's close to coming back. I mean, I know that Alzate was benched, I think, for the Wolves game. Yeah. Um, so he can do a bit more training and get a bit more comfortable. And, you know, hopefully we can start getting some some of these ill players back and players with injuries. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. So. that's the silver lining with um, the United game getting called off. It gives, you know, Adam Webster, you know, people like that who are close to coming back but not quite there yet. It gives them a little bit longer mm. to heal and I as you say, people have COVID. Yeah. I feel so sorry for Adam West. Uh, Adam West, that's what his name. Adam, Adam West. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Adam uh, you know he's been so uh, injury prone and stuff, man. It's it's a shame. He's yeah. a fantastic yeah. defender, and we, yeah, we we really miss so him with him in the mm. team. Mm. Yeah, yeah. His ability to bring the ball out and just spray a pass wherever he wants it to go. Um, and, and as we say, d- defending wise as well, he's absolutely top class and probably. Yeah up there probably going to overtake dunk in terms of the, the best player to play for us in my opinion um because you know what what is he 25 26 yeah, he's still yeah. Um, so he's still yeah. got some some time to play for us um when, when dunk eventually retires i don't know obviously when he never will, but, don't you dare um, never. <laughs> yeah but he he's definitely a choice for for taking over as captain um he's yeah. a sussex lad i think he's from chichester yeah yeah um, yeah local, so that's, i'd love to see that mm. yeah yeah, that'd be Definitely. good. Uh, did anyone, uh, Tom or Curtis, did you do any player ratings at all? I know Aaron spoke about it, but... I didn't, um, because no, no. for me, it felt a bit unfair because I was distracted, what with the kitchen being filled with smoke. Um, so it felt a bit unfair. But I will say, generally, first, cl- first half, um, 
very average. A lot of huffing and puffing. Fives. Aaron Connolly, a three. Um, second <laughs> half, I didn't. That was the half that I was dealing with. Fire. Fire. <laughs> yeah. um, so it would be a bit unfair for me to give ratings. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, mean, I for me, the, the, the man of the match was Sanchez, in my opinion. I mean, I, on. I, because I feel like we could have gone like two, three goals down. Like, and he, he made some really pivotal saves. Yeah. Um, but really, if you boil it down, I, I don't th- even really think Wolves were that good either um, no. last no, night. But they, they were just great. better than us, you know. That's the that's the thing, and it's 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 annoying. It's annoying to watch. I mean, like again, I I didn't give ratings out because I think I was, I was very blinded by anger. So I would have gone like twos. A lot of them twos, <laughs> uh, and that wouldn't have been very fair. So I've just I just decided against it. So no, nah, fair enough. Thing is, couple of very gone Tom. I was just going to touch on Curtis's point about Wolves. The thing is, Wolves, they were never going to turn up and play open, expansive, exciting football because that's not the kind of team they are. They weren't great, but they were just very, very well organised and we couldn't break them down. Their defensive line was fantastic. That's what they are, though. That's what Wolves are. um, You know, we saw it against Man City. Even when they went down to 10 players, they they set up really well. A lot of courage Um, there. They have a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think they maybe had one player out in in Jimenez for a ban. Um, So you're looking at that level as well, um, where they've got most of their their first team and and we're looking at the fringes. But um, as Graham Potter said, we can't really make many excuses because all of those players that played um, have played a a considerable considerable amount of Premier League football. Um, Mm. And Cam, who would you single out as, as your man of the match or uh if you can even pick one (laughs) (laughs) um i thought actually definitely in the first half i thought more was actually pretty decent um aside from that miss like if you take that kind of out of the equation i thought he was pretty decent as was always Tarek lamptey and i thought cucurello though he was yeah definitely a little bit more quiet as he he usually is i thought he also played pretty well but I'd probably agree with Sanchez. I think he probably, you know, kept us in the game, you know, kept us with a chance of at least trying to get an equaliser and not going, you know, 2-3-0 down and yeah. it being like a total route type thing. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say probably say those a lot. I did think Mirampu played did play fairly decent in that first half. Um, he, he looks he looks an exciting player. Yeah, but I have noticed something, season. though, about Wepu. I feel like... Since he's got that Liverpool girl, and I feel feel like he tries to do long shots a lot now. Yeah, <laughs> and like that that's cool and everything. I'd love to be able to get long shots every game. Um, that would be fantastic. But uh, you know, yeah, maybe he has to sort of reel it back in and come back to basics a little bit. Because I agree, um, like he's looked really great in some individual games, like really mm, good. Uh, yeah. And then you know he's had somewhere he hasn't looked as good, but that's just generally the life of a football player. You're not going to be fantastic every single game. No. Yeah, um, but you know, especially what was what was going on at the club at the moment with everything, I'd imagine it's quite a stressful period for everyone involved, yeah. and the the volume of games as well. That's got to be crazy. So, yeah, definitely. Um, just touching on my man of the match, I, I feel like a, a person that didn't get many um, plaudits yesterday was Joel Veltman. 
I thought he stepped oh, up to yeah. the plate unbelievably well. Mm. Uh, from where I was sitting, he he was winning most battles. Um, obviously, there was a few times uh, they were caught out on on the counter um, with with us pushing for an equalizer. Um, there, there was one moment where Traore ran through and Joel Veltman tried to keep up with him and fell over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really felt like he, he took his responsibilities on really well. Um, and uh, to be honest, we, we, we touched on it a couple of podcasts ago about who I would choose as captain if our captains were out. Um, I, I really would choose Joel Veltman next time. Um, I felt like he, yeah, he had the leadership that uh, the rest of the the ten lacked, um, which was a bit of a shame. But yeah, what, what do you think, um, Cam? Who who would you who would you captain? Do you think? Because we we we've already answered this question. So if 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 Lewis Dunk was out and mm, yeah. probably Beltman or like if I guess Webster is automatically the the next choice after Dunk anyway. But if, yeah. if it's a game like last night, yeah, probably Beltman. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, um, I think he's probably being the you know the best bargain signing we've ever made, apart from Pascal Gross, which was an absolute <laughs> yeah. steal as well. Um, it was like nine hundred k or something. Yeah, right? it was it was yeah. it was very very cheap Ridiculous. and he's he's done very well for us in my opinion. Like like as you touched on from MP, he's had like you know some games which have not been that good, but on the whole, he's been a very very solid player for us. And yeah, it was a very good acquisition for you know how much we paid for him. Um, and he's yeah. yeah. And that. <laughs> yeah. Did, but Didn't we do. won't talk about how that game ended. Um, no. no. Moving swiftly <laughs> on guys. from that. That's all right, Tom. You always <laughs> seem to bring the mood down, mate. I, no, I he, did, he did provide the assist for Mulpe in this year at Selhurst. That's so, true. That's true. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom yeah. triggered us over the Formula One on the last podcast. So. Like um, he, he's got a habit of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, as as we've sort of summarised then, a, a rather disappointing night last night. Um, and, yeah, um, we're completely at a loss as to what needs to change and, and what um, we can do with the current set of players that we have. Um, and hopefully the club go all out uh, in January and, and get that. Uh, depth that Tom is um, crying out for. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so, sure we'll um, do some streams uh, around about the the window, won't we? Once that's open, yeah. Yeah, I'd stuff. I'd like to do like a um, a like a roundup, like, like a, a deadline. Who's just in, everyone? Like yeah, who's <laughs> just in? We've signed absolutely nobody. Um, we've signed them and Alex. we've loaned oh, them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was a bit of a meme. Uh, in the last transfer window, wasn't it? Oh, um, yes. Oh, well. Um, looking ahead then, guys, um, we've got Brentford next on Boxing Day, hopefully. <laughs> yes. Um, Which no one uh, will go to because it's like 8.30 at night on bloody Boxing yeah, Day. Well. I've had to book Seagulls <laughs> travel for £19 each um, from, from yeah, last Yeah, no trains. No. Um, so I'll Stickers. be going. Um, I'll probably be one of the five people that are going. Um, <laughs> be no, really loud then Joe be really loud I'll I'll do my best um, I, I promise not to boo that's, okay, that's one thing I'll always promise um, I'm quite glad there was no boos yesterday actually um, I really felt yeah. like there was going to be because it felt really toxic around me um, maybe they all left um, towards the end because I think we were left with maybe 10,000 people in the ground at a full time um, 
bit disappointing, but oh well. Um, so yeah, if we do play Brentford, um, let's have some score predictions. We will start with you, Tom. If Mope's back, I'm gonna go. I can't bring myself to go for a loss, so I'm gonna go two-one <laughs> Brighton. Mope, brace. Love that, Curtis. Um. Uh, it's Christmas, so I've got to try and be a little bit positive. Um, I, I think um, 1-0 win, um, Trossard goal in the second Not half. Bad. There we go. I'm going to be very specific. Oh, very specific. What mm. what minute and what second? Hold on one second. 76th. Why not? <laughs> okay, cool. We'll, we'll take that. Uh, and Cam, what are we thinking? Hmm. I think maybe a 2-0, I think, maybe. I was going to go 2-1, but if if we have a few of our defenders back, then I think we we could potentially keep a clean sheet. Yeah, uh, Mulpe and Trossard, I think, to score the goals. It's funny, isn't it? We haven't scored an open play at the Amex since September, and we've all gone for like two goals <laughs> yeah I, we have to because if we don't you know we have to remain positive somehow so we do yeah yes. exactly that curtis exactly that um i i've always been the pessimist when it comes to predictions um, so let, let's let's change my tone a little bit and and hope that that boosts the players or changes something in the universe um let's go for a three nil win like that, Ooh, and a nil, like that. A, a nil more pay hat trick. There you go. Oh, I'd love that. It'd be so good That's for Neil. That'd be great. Bang. Yeah, yeah. I'd love yeah. to see that. Um, and just lastly, quick fire Tom, one word on yesterday's game. Go fire. <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> um, dire Cam, disappointing. Shit. Um, <laughs> bye guys <laughs> yeah, um, take care guys um, up the Albion and stay safe oh follow us on Twitter oh, wait, wait. over there that, 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 that way, that way. Wait, where am I pointing? that way, uh, that way. there we go that. cool alright <laughs> nice one guys <laughs> we, we still are right bye bye